my results mindset is not where I'm gonna spend most of my time. I can do that to check in like as a benchmark, I can set goals, but my daily mindset is about showing up and putting in the best effort that I have available to me today. Ski or die. 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 Hi guys, welcome back to the Ski or Die podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Montavon. And I'm Stevie Island. And if you are new to our show, we're going to go over the rules real quick. So we are an organic show, which means we need your help to grow the Ski or Die brand. So if you learn anything today, if we give you a fresh perspective, please share this with somebody that you think might benefit from it as well. We would greatly appreciate it. Our goal is to keep sponsorships off of the show so we're not wasting your time or ours. So first, I kind of just want to do like a little bit of a check-in. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm in a little bit of that like burnout at the end of a bulking season. I feel that. Yeah. I was in the water yesterday morning. Oh, I was telling Chad, I was like, oh my goodness, April 1st cannot come soon enough. I know. Like, I can't... It, what are we, 10 days out now? About, yeah. Yeah, so we got like a week and a half left of, our, left of our bulking season. And I remember my first pass of my first set on Thursday. I pulled out for the gate. My body was like, you gotta, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, when you can feel <laughs> the tension on the rope when you're pulling out, you know yeah. you're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's going to be a big yikes in the chorus. Yeah, nothing about my body is like fresh right now. And I think that's like the mind game of a bulking season is like there's that last little bit. In this case, for me, it's the last 10 days. Sometimes it happens earlier. Sometimes it happens later where like you feel like everything is actually getting worse mm -hmm. and it's not. You're just in the end of a bulking phase and it is compromising like performance. But we're both getting so strong right now. Yes. And you'll be tapering off April 1 like me, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think we're on the same Just a little timeline. bit of a taper off until the season starts, and then it'll continue to taper pretty much until Nationals. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll taper like in... I don't know how, like, how to explain the structure of it. it it's well, it's be in like... sections, right? It's like you don't want to taper off all the way cold turkey. You yeah. want to do it little by little because we've been training really hard for about four months straight. Yeah of just a ton of skiing, a ton of lifting heavy in the gym. And <clears throat> you don't want to just cut it all off because then your body's going to be like, oh my God, it's going to go into like shock. <laughs> and it's not, you know, doing its normal lifting routine. And then you're, you're not going to be able to perform as well. So I think the goal for you and I is to like come August, which for us is going to be like Hilltop Pro, Nas US Nationals, and then Malibu Open. Um, 
is that like to be the most tapered in terms of cross training mm-hmm. where we're like the majority of our physical training is done on the water yeah like to even like the point of maybe certain days we're doing three sets a day mm-hmm. um so that we can perform really well like performance wise really well at those three events hopefully and then i think we'll have like a little mini bulking phase before the last few pro events of the season but yeah, I'm really looking forward to April 1. And I say that now, but I think once we start tapering and doing some like more body weight stuff, I'm going to miss heavy lifting so much. Yeah. I mean, we did 21.2 yesterday. We did. We did night. 21.2. <laughs> I did my first CrossFit open workout, you guys. <laughs> we need to give some context on this, though. So I think most of our listeners don't understand what that means. Yeah. So you... Openers. Okay, you go over it because you know more about the Open and the structure of all this than I do. Yeah, so the Open is uh, put on by CrossFit, which is sponsored by Noble now, which is pretty cool. So Noble CrossFit Games now that was instead a, of Reebok. That was an eight-figure partnership, right? Yes, which That's is huge. huge. Yeah, yeah, definitely the biggest number I've ever seen thrown around in the sport. And it's uh, an online competition. Everyone can submit a score. You just register. It's like $21, and uh, it's three weeks. And it's every the each workout each week is announced on Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern, I believe. And then you have until Monday night, around the same time, like 9 p.m. Monday, to submit your score of that workout online. So there's about you know like a little over 100,000 people registered now, mm-hmm. and basically it's a global competition that is done remotely. Right. Uh, it's called the Open. Which I don't know if you remember, but when the pandemic started. Uh, World Water Skiers put together the World Water Ski Games, yes. which was online, or sorry, open. I watched it on Instagram. Was the games are open. I forget what they called it. Because there was one where anybody could submit a score. You had to basically video your whole set as a continuous video, I think. Right, right. Or maybe I'm getting it kind of wrong, but like you couldn't video passes and piece them together. You couldn't it had cut. To be, yeah. yeah. You had to have one continuous uh, video. And then I think you submitted like your last two passes or something. Mm-hmm. And you had to like video the zero off and video the rope. And, yes. You know, which was, it's, I think it's a really cool concept. I don't know how many people can pull that off because like I don't always have somebody riding in the boat for me. Right. You know, to do that video. Sometimes it's just me and my dad. Sometimes it's just you and your dad. So I think that's a really cool concept. And I would love to see it brought to water skiing in a way where people can participate, but in a weird way it's there's a lot of potential for cheating is it though if you have a continuous feed of the zero off to the i guess you can kind of maybe slow the boat down after you pan oh out no i mean the if they don't off. do that format if they mm. if they kind of there's no way around doing it that way because otherwise you could cheat you know what i mean like last night you had somebody judge you for the crossfit games mm-hmm. and then but there was plenty of people there to verify what happened yeah, well, if you're actually trying to uh, get to the elite status, which is like I think top 10%, you get to move on to like the next round or something. Mm-hmm. I think you have to submit a video of the workout. Oh, okay. So, so like, you have to do video. Yeah. So I wasn't videoed because you know I'm not trying to make it to the next tier. Yeah. But if I were like say uh, on the bubble of being an elite athlete in CrossFit, you do have to submit a video so that they can verify that everything was judged accordingly. Okay. So it's still kind of the same. Same format, same yeah. ask of because, like you said, I mean, it's like it's very easy to cheat in that yeah. format. Um, but I mean, that was my first CrossFit Open wad I've ever done, and I picked a nasty one. Oh, it was so. Do you nasty. want to talk them through what twenty one point two was? It was sure. it was a redo of seventeen point one. Yes, right from yeah four years ago, and it was a, it was a nasty one. So it's an ascending ladder of alternating dumbbell snatches 
RX weight being 50 pounds for men, 35 pounds for women, uh, starting at 10 reps, and then it goes to 15 reps of burpee box jump overs, then straight into 20 alternating dumbbell snatches, then again, 15 burpee box jump overs, 30, 15, 40, 15, 50, 15. It's nasty. And you know, through halfway through, when you get past the 30 round, you're like, okay, this is doable. Yeah. But then once you get to the 50 round, I mean, you just... Sorry, guys, that was Ollie. <laughs> Ollie! He's like, yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, he he, um, he tapped out early in that one. <laughs> but I was like blind on the 50 round. That was... So alternating dumbbell snatches and burpees are two of my favorite move, movements, actually. Now, I didn't RX on the weight because um, we actually have a photo shoot on Sunday for Stokes, so I like wanted to have shoulders. I just like wanted them to be attached to my body still. So I used a 20-pound dumbbell, but I moved really fast. My time was really good because I was moving less weight, so it was definitely more of like a cardio-based wad for me. Same for me. I mean, but you, you RX, you'd used a 50. That's that's yeah. pretty strength heavy. Yeah, but it doesn't really get your muscles as much as it gets your lungs. True. But my lungs were definitely a limiting capacity there. We're a little like wheezy this morning. We're like trying to bring a good voice to the show today, but like <laughs> <laughs> my lungs still hurt from that one. But yeah, it was my first CrossFit open wad. I finished with a time of 15.24 and there was a 20 minute time cap. I thought for sure I was not going to finish it under the 20 minutes. Oh, no, I knew you would. So when she wrote down the 1524, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, you do go blind around like, I kind of started to go blind in the second to last <laughs> round of like 15 burpee box jump overs. It was like, I can't see anything. I'm like drooling. I'm like, I'm full of regret. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can like. drooled on the floor. I, you know what? <laughs> I thought for sure I was like tasting blood for some reason. And I, I was like. I too. I tasted a little iron. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Maybe it was because of the box jump overs. You maybe grabbed a little bit of your tongue. Because like, too. I know like whenever I've gotten like a runner's high, I get like a different taste in my mouth. You know, like there's that like uber cardio intense. That's funny you say that because I know I, I tasted iron as well. But yeah, this was like a different thing where I was like, am I bleeding? And I was like, well, nobody cares <laughs> if you're bleeding. I mean, they do. It's everybody cares. But like also nobody gives a shit, okay, if you're bleeding. So I thought, yeah, I thought for sure. I'm glad to know that you tasted that too. <laughs> I'm glad we were miserable together. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was a super cool experience. Um, I'm just glad I survived it. I was bummed because I, I couldn't do 21.1 because it was all um, wall walks and dubs. Mm -hmm. And I can't do wall walks because I my shoulder mobility is not there yet, you know? Yeah. If I spent probably a month working a lot on shoulder mobility, like 20 minutes a day, I probably could do a lot more things. Like I could do handstands, <laughs> I could do wall walks, I could... my um, Strict presses would be easier. Might take more than a month. You'd be you surprised. Think more than a month. Shoulder, I mean, I've been doing it for a year. Oh my god. Just shoulder stuff, like really working on mobility on my shoulders and strength of my shoulders, just pressing overhead. Skiers, mm -hmm. they're just always getting yanked down yeah. like that. I mean, it's just over. I mean, I, I've been skiing competitively since I was six. Mm -hmm. For you know, however many years that is, twenty years of just getting yanked like that. It's just it causes so much stiffness in the shoulders, and it causes your mobility to be so out of whack. Well, I think we need healthy. to explain what yanked like that means. So you're in a constant state of all your back muscles being stretched, but you're also using all your back muscles at the same time. And what that what ends up happening is your front body muscles and your upper body um, 
they really don't ever get stretched and they're underused. So if you go to any pro salon event ever, you'll notice that everybody who's six four stands like they're five nine because they're all <laughs> rounded and hunched over. I know, I got made fun of so much throughout my life. I feel like, oh my God, you're like a turtle. But it's not because our, our back body muscles are under-engaged as skiers. It's that they're always being stretched while being engaged. Mm -hmm. So we really have to like consciously practice kind of that old school posture stuff that our parents harped on us about, you know? Shoulder blades, like back and down, you know, relax the neck. Like social school that they sent all the kids to? Like etiquette school or finishing school? But it was also like that, it was like a gala that they sent the kids to. Sorry, Ollie got really bored at etiquette. He's just gonna honk throughout the week. <laughs> okay, so if you guys don't know, my dog... Cotillion. Cotillion! Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. My dog, Ollie, is half Yorkie, half um, Karen Terrier, and anybody who's ever had a Yorkie knows, or anything half Yorkie, that the little windpipe, there's a lot of snorting that goes on, so I sincerely apologize. But if we excluded the dogs, they would just be at the door, and it'd be... It'd be a bloodbath out there. Oh, yeah, no, I'd be like... <laughs> it'd be like scratching at it. That'd be horrible. Um... So what did we want to get into today? Well, so last night, I think we, I don't know how much you really overheard, but 21.2 was an interesting experience in a mindset factor for me because um, my heat, I was judged by um, this lovely young lady who, I don't know if she joined the gym after I joined. I think she did, yeah. She said, uh, I was talking to her last night, she said she joined in August. Okay, so we might have joined around the same time, but she came from another CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. and I think she had some injury problems. Um, and she had she had previous injuries from a different sport. Mm-hmm. Then she went to a CrossFit gym, and they told her kind of like you're going to be broken for life, and she was like mega devastated. And of course, she disbelieved them, which that comes back to you know our episode two about water skiing CrossFit. It's all about who you train with, yeah, and and like where their heads at because. That's obviously not true in her case. She just needs to work on some mobility things. There's some modifications that are really good for her, mm-hmm. for her injuries. A lot of back problems, which like obviously we all here can relate to. Big um, time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she was my judge. And then in the second heat, um, she did the wad and I judged her. So I did mine. I died. It was great. <laughs> Couldn't believe I finished it. Um, we were in the same heat, you and I, which was really cool because we got to do that at the same time, which was mm-hmm. like... Right next to each other. Yeah, I know. It was such a cute little couple experience. Crossfit couple. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like, it's one of those stereotypes I've always hated, and now here I am doing it. Well, you love it when you're in it. Yeah. But when you're outside, you're like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before when she was getting ready um, for heat two, you know, I said, how much do you want me to talk to you during your wad? Like, do you want me to count down reps? How many, like, what number of reps do you want to know where you're at? Do you want me to encourage you? Do you want me to push you? Do you want me to keep, just be quiet? Cause that's, you know, she asked me all that before my heat. And she really didn't even answer me. She just started kind of telling me everything she was worried about. She's like, I'm not going to be that good. I just watched you. You were really good. You know, like, I'm not going to, do it as well as you did. I'm just gonna try. Um, my back hurts today. I don't think the modifications are enough. Like she's kind of going through the laundry list of all the reasons why she's gonna do badly. And I'm not coming down on her. What I'm coming down on is this idea that people frequently 
discount themselves before they even get started if they're around people of a higher skill set which I don't consider myself a high skill CrossFitter at all. Those are just two movements I really enjoy. The box jump part I did not enjoy because my ankles don't like that. But so it's not that I was, I'm not a great CrossFitter by any means. When you they, are. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're discounting yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think in the context of it, I couldn't believe she was using me as a reason to discount herself because I had no intentions of doing any of the open workouts, right? Like I haven't been training for it like some people. When they released it on Thursday night and it was two of my favorite movements, I was like, I think I wanna do this. I kind of thought about it for like a whole day, honestly. I was like, cause I just knew that was gonna be death. But, mm. you know, she was pre-qualifying how bad her experience was gonna be before things even got started. In music school, we used to call that disclaimers. Disclaimers. That's a great word for we, it. Because we were songwriters, right? And so we had to go up in front of our peers and the faculty and we had to perform our songs. And it's a really vulnerable spot because you you have to write a lot and it's maybe not your best work and you have to go out and you have to just receive critique. Mm -hmm. And all the time, people would be like, my voice is this, my throat is scratchy, my da 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 da, -da excuse after excuse before they even started. Mm -hmm. And so they always have to make this rule, like no disclaimers. You go up there, you say nothing and you start. I mean, that we see that everywhere though. I see it in skiing all the time. Skiing, Anytime sure. we've ever, you know, polled anybody, they're putting their stuff out on the platform and they're like, hey, you know, so my back's kind of acting up and like this boot, I had to replace a buckle and my dog died last night oh, and the moon is in retrograde. <laughs> so like, I might run my opener, I might not. And I'm like, yeah. oh my, like, just stop it. Yeah. And I'm not coming down, like, I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm just saying you have no idea how good you actually are at things. I know. Skiing is hard. Like, lest we all forget, CrossFit is hard in comparison to doing nothing. Sitting on the couch. Yeah, sitting on, the, we're doing, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> My dad always easy. used to say, Dave, he always used to say, you know, showing up is half the battle, and it's true. Showing up, you beat so many people. Absolutely. You're the top percentile of like the whole world. You showed up. Yeah. And you're doing something very difficult. I mean, even just free skiing, showing up with all that gear, dropping the boat, feeding the line out, yeah. getting up on one ski. I mean, how many people can get up on one ski? How many people think skiing is easy and talk about a big game and they're going to go out to the lake and learn how to ski because they're so athletic and they cannot get up on one ski and they Or are they don't pissed. get in the water. I've had so many people come out, yeah, I want to ski, bring me out, man. We get out there and they're like, it's kind of cold. I think I'll skip this time around. And we're like, are you sure? We like try, we don't want to like force them. We're like, are you sure? I mean, we're out here, you know, you wanted to ski. They're like, oh, no, no. So you beat them too. And Just by getting in the damn lake. I mean, yeah, and I just had to tell her, I was like, this is not about, it's not about any of your disclaimers. It's not about any of my disclaimers. Like, I was like, let's just get started. And you know, about halfway through the wad, she started to like waver a little bit. And I was like, okay, like you need a strategy. Like, let's break this up into groups. Like the burpee box jump overs, there's 15 of them, do three sets of five. Your brain can comprehend that, you know? And that worked a little bit and she started to kind of waver again because when you get to oh my god 40 alternating dumbbell snatches 50 alternating dumbbell snatches like it's just an absurd number and i grabbed her by the shoulders and i said you know you showed up today you chose to be here to do this 
You've already beat everybody. Most people did not choose to do this today. I love that. I was like, you have greatness within you already. Let's just knock the rest of this thing out. Rock on. And she probably wanted to punch me in the face, honestly, because like she was dying. <clears throat> and I had just done it, and I knew that state of being. Oh, yeah, she's right, and she'll use that. And I mean, we get that a lot. I get a lot of DMs and, and message through our text community. Even people, when they come up to me and talk to me in person, always predict, and, hey, I'm, I'm just a novice, or hey, I'm probably not very good, or hey, I like only free ski, or like, hey, I, I'm, I don't ski tournaments, so like, if you don't have time to talk to me, I totally understand. <laughs> it makes me really sad because if you get up and you want to talk about it, you're a ski at the end of the day. So like, we're all on the same page. Yeah. You know, my, you're part of the culture. You, you're totally part of the culture. Mm -hmm. Now, am I as a pro skier, is Stevie as a pro skier, more sensitive to certain aspects of skiing? Like if the water temperature drops five degrees, like am I rocking in the corner with my ski notes? Like, oh my God, where do we move things? The water's cold again. Yes, but that is our job as pro skiers is to be sensitive to those things. You know, a chef is gonna be more sensitive to all the flavor profiles in a meal than a normal person, but do normal people still get to eat? And yes, <laughs> and cook. But you know, the other side of that coin, and I get it, is if you go to a tournament, and I don't even mean like a pro event or a pro-am, like a regular tournament where it just all, all the divisions are present, it's gonna seem like the pro skiers, the masters men, the masters women are more uptight, more sensitive, they take it more seriously. Mm -hmm. And so to anybody else, um, from beginners to the I just want to have fun, that pool of skiers, they're going to go, okay, clearly I'm not a skier because those are the best ones and I'm not like that. Mm -hmm. And what you have to remember is, but that's just one way to enjoy it. You know, you can enjoy it as a beginner. You can enjoy it in the just have fun mentality. For sure. You can enjoy it in the, I do want to do my best today, but if it doesn't go well, that's okay. There's a lot of different ways to enjoy skiing, but at the end of the day, that makes us all skiers. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite analogies for that, um, which Chet gave me prior to Moomba of last year, um, because I was going to that event alone, you know, he was like, what you need to know is you're gonna walk down on that dock and it's down because it's the river, you know, it slopes down. And he goes, so it's gonna, you're gonna be down lower. So the city's gonna seem bigger and everything's gonna seem bigger and it's gonna seem loud and it's gonna be scary. And he's like, what you have to remember is you're just a gladiator walking down into the re arena. And because 99% of people would not choose to do that today, you've already beaten everybody. He's like, so just go enjoy the experience. He goes, don't throw in the towel, you know, like try. He was like, but you know, take your ski, take your vest, take your handle, walk down there and go to battle because most people wouldn't even do that today. And I mean, that analogy has gotten me through a lot of things. Like when I'm <clears throat> doing something and I'm being hard on myself for how I'm doing at it, I have to remember most people given the opportunity, even though a lot of people talk a big game, a lot of people say to me, I would totally ski Moomba if I could. And the people I'm thinking of, they absolutely would not ski Moomba <laughs> if given the chance. You know, you can't be so hard on yourself. You can push yourself, but you have to bring it back to context. I think people are very results oriented. 
they lead a fixed mindset on most everything they do. Mm -hmm. And it leads to a lot of emptiness. So, I mean, you're saving up and you're like, if only I could just buy a house. I need to buy a house. And that's all they think about. Like, I'm going to work really hard. I'm just going to buy a house. And then they get to buying a house. And then now what? They're like, well, I just did all this work to buy this house, and I bought this house, and I'm like, I don't feel anything. And what you can do to mitigate that, I mean, that's how white people have midlife crises, you know? <laughs> really. Yeah. You think about it, like, they just get stuck in this routine because that's their routine, and that's what they're doing, and that's how they're going to live their life, and they just get fixed. They have this fixed mindset. Of, they have their 2.5 kids in the suburbia, and they have their big house with a white picket fence, and they're empty inside. That's well, like, that well, comes why? down to the quit buying things to impress people you don't like conversation right it's a fixed mindset it's a result oriented mindset so the way you get rid of that is you say I'm gonna show up today and I'm gonna focus on my key points we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. especially with Chet he gives you the key points he gives you your catalysts he calls it and I'm gonna show up no, every such day that's a weird word because he, he calls them catalysts for you and he definitely doesn't call them catalysts for me oh well catalyst whatever okay. whatever word you want to choose but you show up every day and you do your key points and you enjoy the process of just getting better in that moment and if you actually don't have a fixed result mindset towards going towards something, and you actually just show up and you enjoy the moment of just being there, like we did at Malibu, mm-hmm. it leads to way more fulfillment. Ollie, what are you getting crazy about? Uh, the dogs are like really not on board with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, it leads to more fulfillment because you enjoy the process, you enjoy training, like we talked about in episode six. And you, you actually show up just to train. I mean, right. you're not trying to run three or 43 that day. I mean, the best pro skiers in the world, when they show up to an event, it's not, okay, it's showtime. No, they're gonna just do their skills, but the format of the set that day is they're gonna have to run down the line. There is no, like, do a double of any pass. But they're still gonna work on their skills because they need to know if the skills are successful or if they fail. And if they fail, is it because the skill failed or is it because the equipment failed? I mean, it's all just, it's constant trial and error for those those men and women at the, the very top. I'm kind of talking about like the top four on each you know world ranking list. But it's not that they show up to an event, it's okay, now we're gonna do things differently because mm-hmm. it's a tournament. Right. I think that's so funny when I get to tournaments and I see somebody who's like really nervous, but it's somebody I know and I say, okay, what, what like skill are you gonna go do? Mm-hmm. And like, well, I don't know, I, I, I watched this video of Regina on the way to the tournament and I like how she does this with her hand. I think I'm gonna try that today And I'm like Have you ever done it though? Oh and they're God. like no and I'm like what have you been working on all week? And they tell me and I'm like, okay go with one of those things <laughs> That's funny today tournament day is not the day to try something new and rely on your lucky shorts You're gonna be really disappointed if that's your strategy. <laughs> Was that a shot at Chris Parrish? No, does he have lucky shorts? Never mind. Oh gosh, I don't even know what I just got myself into. <laughs> I think a lot of pros have lucky shorts, but I used to when I was a kid, my national shorts. Well, everybody has favorite shorts, but like you're telling me if you put Will Asher in any pair of shorts, he's not gonna go try hard. Like, I don't know anybody who's diva enough. No, the people I know who are enough of a diva on the pro circuit to throw a fit about shorts are not the people who consistently make it on a podium. Exactly, Ollie. Thank you. <laughs> so let me just like lay that out there. So to r- wrap it back to you know, skiers in general being part of the culture. I mean, I think it comes down to a situation of 
stop discounting yourself and your experiences. This is not a be content with who you are. If you want to get better at things, you are going to have to push yourself. You know, the whole 1% rule about getting 1% better every day leads to 365% growth in a year. Mm-hmm. That whole conversation still applies. This is not about seeking contentment. This is about don't discount where you're at now in the journey. Because if you keep discounting it, it's almost like taking steps backward. And if the point of the journey is to go forward, why are you voluntarily taking steps backward? You know, we want to have a conversation with all types of skiers. If you're if if you only get to free ski because just open water is all that's available to you, but you still want to ask one of us about your boot or alignment, of course I'll have that. Yeah, of course I'll have that conversation with you. You know, you like skiing. Do you know how many people ski tournaments that we know, like very actively, who are just some of the most miserable fucking people I've ever met in my life? Like, I don't want to talk to them about skiing. They're miserable. They're it, like, I'm like, do you, are you in a hostage situation? You do not have to do this. Who is making you do this? Is it Alexa? <laughs> Did she tell the government? Oh like, my God. This fears of theorists a little bit tonight. <laughs> but to end on three, I think three tips. I mean, it's just like no disclaimers. Mm-hmm. Stop disclaimer. Yeah, stop yeah. with the disclaimer. Stop discounting yourself. Stop predicating everything on why it could go wrong. Right. Be a part of the culture. You're part of the culture. Mm-hmm. And don't have a fixed mindset. Every day when you go out, go into what you want to work on that day. And it is a success, not because of buoy count or because of, you know, the amount of time you were able to be out on the water even. The success comes from you performing and executing on your skills to the best of your ability in that moment. Yeah, if, if you show up and you try, if you do that enough times in a row, you will get better. 100%. It applies to the gym. It applies to skiing. It applies to your business. It applies to your relationship with your partner, with your kids, with your parents. Step one for anything to get better is you have to show up and try. And that is the win in itself. I think in a lot of cases. When I look at a lot of like people whose marriages have failed, okay, well, how many years ago did you guys like stop showing up? and trying for each other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That's why showing up and trying consistently is the win a lot of times. And I love that we're talking about this um, kind of as the off season is coming to a close and the season is starting. Because if you can start your ski season, um, start your you know cross training season again, because I know a lot of people are gonna start getting back in the gym now more seriously, like with intention. Mm-hmm. If you can go into it with, okay, my results, mindset is not where I'm going to spend most of my time. I can do that to check in like as a benchmark. I can set goals. But my daily mindset is about showing up and putting in the best effort that I have available to me today. Like when I was in my five week COVID sickness, Mm -hmm. you know, I I went to Chet's when I could and I walked out on the dock and he's like, how are you feeling? And I said, hey, I'm not 100%, but I'm going to give you everything I've got in me for this set. You know, and that was not me. That was more me knowing how to talk to Chet. I wasn't trying to say, disclaimer, the skiing's going to be bad. That's not a disclaimer. No, I was just like, he wanted to know if I was well. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But like, let's go ham until I can't. (laughs) You're good at that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's a good place to wrap up. 
yeah and um stay tuned next week you guys because hopefully i can do 21.3 yeah we'll see maybe we'll have a <laughs> we'll have a check-in next week Maybe that whole um, show up and try will regret after 21.3. <laughs> Maybe so many disclaimers next week. <laughs> well, thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks, Stevie. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean so much to me. And if you want to be the first to know about all things Ski or Die, shoot me a text at 561-468-3603, and we'll get you added to the community.